Welcome to Wild Times in Minnesota Lake Country, episode two <laughs> with Kelly and Carol. And welcome back. And we are uh, done with Thanksgiving during this 2020 pandemic. And I'm sure everybody had a chance to stuff themselves silly as I did. And Kelly, how about you? Yes, of course. Yes, yes. You know, last time we were talking about the wattle on the turkey uh and uh <laughs> this time it's the waddle that happens after thanksgiving <laughs> Ooh, i like you know i'm waddling, waddling. <laughs> <laughs> i had to waddle out into the woods to uh yeah work off some of the that turkey <laughs> and probably we'll talk like a little bit about potatoes. that we'll talk about <laughs> other opportunities that people have uh, in our beautiful minnesota lake country uh, to get out and uh, utilize some of those trails and get rid of the waddle or the wattle, wattle. Uh, maybe both. <laughs> oh, yes, either or. All right, um, but we're also going to talk about uh, what animals out there uh, are naturally uh, supposed to kind of stock up, have like Thanksgiving after Thanksgiving and build up that fat base <laughs> to survive over the winter. So Kelly's going to tell us a little bit about those. And of course, we have our mystery nature sound coming up. And we also have a word of the day. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> you know, the show, we have to say this show is kind of like Mr. Rogers, but not. <laughs> I need a sweater. And it's kind of like it's kind of like Captain Kangaroo, but not. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of a learning program. Yes. About learning. We yes. you know, we're yeah, totally dating ourselves. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. The eight-year-old listening is going, who's Captain Kangaroo? That sounds cool. <laughs> it does sound pretty cool. <laughs> It's it's kind of like Captain Kangaroo without the Captain or Mr. Green Jeans or what was Mr. <laughs> Bunny? It was a Mr. Bunny. <laughs> now you have Kelly and Carol. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> That's what we're all about. <laughs> Always a wild time is what it's all about. All right. So Kelly, why don't you uh, talk a little bit about share some information with uh, some of our little chubby natural animals. Natural yeah. Animals. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's what is fun about fall is you're thinking about, you know, getting ready for winter and so are animals. And that's kind of what I felt like over the holidays. <laughs> like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really loading up here <laughs> on some carbs. So like, as though I'm trying to survive the winter. And that's what Minnesotans do is to, you know, we just like, load up <laughs> but certainly animals that do that on purpose and really need to have a huge increase in calories um so as you know any animal that hibernates it needs to do that so they're going to be um loading up or you know really eating a lot and i know uh bears in particular are really good at that uh, but even animals birds that migrate you know the hummingbirds in the in september we see them just totally uh eating as much as they can so they can make that flight ducks all of those uh, birds that migrate 
Um, so there's a lot of animals that do that. And there is a word for this when they start loading up. Kind of a hormone thing that happens, but uh, hyperphagia happens. Hyperphagia. Now, hyperphagia with a pH. No. So it's the hyper H Y P E R. <laughs> and then the pH A G I A. So hyperphagia. Okay. Yes. Because I would not have imagined that's how it's spelled, but. That's how it's spelled. So that's use that in a sentence today. Next time after listening to this, <laughs> we'll challenge our, our listeners to. <laughs> I would like a plate of leftovers or two because I'm working on my hyperphagia. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Yes. So hyperphagia. <laughs> So if you're if you're in a hyperphagia mode, then you're you're just really needing to load up. So um, so animals that hibernate. So like the thirteen line ground squirrel, um, they're uh, caching as well. But the animals that um, so there are some animals that hibernate. Now I'm thinking of animals that don't hibernate that need to do the same thing. <laughs> But, uh, but for sure, bears, you know, are really good at it. They, they really add a lot of poundage um, to their body. Like how much, can you give us an idea of how much poundage they would add? So, um, yeah, so during the winter, they'll lose about a third of their body weight. So, um, so that's a lot to add <laughs> to, to your a lot of calories that have to be absorbed to be able to um, put on that kind of weight. And they're good at it. Like uh, uh, their, their bodies are made to do that, you know? So they're, they're really good at processing those foods compared to like humans, you know, that probably um, can't hold or aren't good at, believe it or not, store. I mean, you'd think we're good at storing fat. <laughs> But bears are even better at storing fats and being able to consume all that. <laughs> so, yes, so they become quite chunky, quite robust. Mm -hmm. They're awesome words for being fat. <laughs> in the, in the world of nature, there's, uh, yeah, some pretty good things. So, so I'm going to show you, um, I don't know if, you know, when you think of bears, uh, in Minnesota, the bear, we have black bears and black bears um, will, like a big bear would be like 500 pounds, right? Mm -hmm. that That'd be a big bear. Um, if, you were, if you were following, so one of the things I like to do in the fall is follow Fat Bear Week. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it just makes me not feel so bad. It's like, yeah, let's do that <laughs> So, yeah, so Fat Bear Week is all about the brown bears that are in uh, Katmai uh, National Park, which is in Alaska. It's like at the top of the Aleutian Islands in Alaska. They're across from um, uh, Kenai? No, across from the island that's up there. Anyway, so the brown bears, of course, in Alaska, they have access to the rivers and the salmon. And so that's what they use to fatten up. In Minnesota, uh, our bears are eating a lot of vegetation, high calorie, you know, when the acorns drop, that's awesome source for them. Um, and, and they do eat some, 
uh, other animals, of course, as well, but they're, they're really fattening up. But I just, I just love watching the bellies on, on the, uh, bears for fat bear week. So they take a picture of the bear in the spring, you know, so they come out of hibernation, they've lost a third of their body weight. They're pretty thin. And over time, over the summer, they're eating a lot. But when they hit, when it hits September, they're really loading up. And so the change in their body weight is fantastic. I mean, that's an entire bear worth of weight. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Black bear. So, yeah. So this year there was, um, and they're generally numbered. Some of them have names, uh, but I was really rooting for this bear they call 32. <laughs> it was, um, I just really liked the way he held his fat. <laughs> like the belly on this was was just drooping awesome. Uh, this year, if you watched, uh, there was a bear called 747 that actually won the contest this year. So they kind of go in this um, group. So anyway, Fat Bear Week is all about this bracket where you, through the week, you can vote on these bears, um, bracket style, and it's all on social media, so it's really easy to access. But I just, yeah, I I love watching Fat Bear Week, and it happens early October every year. So, so when bears, you know, you hear bears have incredible speed when they run and chase, you know, say runners <laughs> or people. <laughs> you know, but this this doesn't slow them down this extra weight like we're talking 300 extra pounds of weight I mean it's gotta be awkward like running through the forest when you're tripping over (laughs) you know I know I know the bears that I've heard run away when I scare them out of my yard (laughs) they I don't I hardly hear them coming into the yard. They like, they can sneak in and go slow. But when I scare them off and they start running through the wood, it is like a huge crashing sound of, (laughs) it is not dainty at all. (laughs) When they start off the woods, it's pretty loud. (laughs) It is. Well, not just bears. So yeah, so bears are going to load up, they're going to hibernate and and pretty much not do anything all winter. <laughs> well, unless you're a female bear and then you you would actually give birth. So over the winter? So they not only have to eat for however many, they only have one cub or do they have a couple of cubs? They can have a, a few. Yeah, three. I've, I've seen photos of four, <laughs> but uh, so they yeah. really have to load up. A couple of a couple of cubs. Sometimes maybe just one. It probably depends on how well they load it up, right? If okay. they if they you know don't go into hibernation with enough energy. Need more than acorns, honey. Yeah. <laughs> yes. A lot of a lot of vegetate. I know if I ate a lot of acorns, I don't know, would I get super fat? <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'll have to try. I know what happens when my dog eats acorns. <laughs> so <laughs> just saying <laughs> so let's, let's not digress we have another animal here <laughs> right so just some other animals that are really good at, at being fat 
<laughs> it's good for them to be fat, right? Um, so beavers, uh, they also, you know, they're awake and out and about all winter long and really need to, to load on the weight to get through the winter. And beavers will store some of that fat in their tail. So they can have, you know, in the, in the summertime, their tail might not be quite as impressive as it is in the fall when they've um, loaded up <laughs> on on vegetation and done a lot of, a lot of um, caching of food or storing of food. So another one that I think is kind of cool is, um, you know, raccoons. They, you think, oh, that's really awesome. It's a big fat raccoon or maybe robust raccoon. Maybe it's robust raccoon. So, and that's, that's, you know, they're an animal that can hold that kind of, you know, it's about survivability, right? They can, they can hold that kind of fat. Um, skunks, you don't think of, you know, it's not weird to see them fat. <laughs> it's Well, they've it's, got longer fur though. At all. That kind of hides it a little bit. Yeah. They're, yeah, secretive. Yeah. But then, you know, there are also other animals that, um, that don't do well being fat that really need to keep their stay slim and stay mobile and um so i think about animals that are um like the mink you don't want to you know a roly-poly mink would not survive very well mm -hmm. <laughs> or fox into those little holes fox you know have to be pretty agile when it comes to hunting prey getting uh those mice and rodents and right. uh, bobcat probably not so good if they're too fat coyote wolf even you know they're on the move they don't they don't really have that kind of fat but right. i love seeing like a really fat porcupine <laughs> <laughs> so hyperphagia hyperphagia is the bulking up bulking up it's the re yeah so is it a noun or a verb Hyperphagia. Uh, <laughs> Stump. Stump Kelly. That's my little segment. Stump that's got to be a noun if you're in a hyperphagia state. <laughs> that's what I, because that's what I used it as, a hyperphagia Okay. State. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. Now the English teachers are going to criticize. <laughs> what is that? That's a good question. So the challenge <laughs> is to use that word at least once today. In a sense. Yes. <laughs> Boy, you're eating a lot, Chuck. You must be in hyperphagia. <laughs> yeah, make sure Chuck isn't too big. <laughs> you are listening to Wild Times in Minnesota Lake Country with Kelly and Carol. We're talking about post-Thanksgiving things like hyperphagia. <laughs> Those, those who need to bulk up <laughs> or the bulking up of uh, naturally bulking up. Some animals need to do it to survive. Do humans need to do it to survive? I don't know. Maybe. Some days I do. He likes to layer. <laughs> I think the key for, for humans if you go out in the woods after Thanksgiving is to layer up with clothes. Oh. But you already probably uh -oh. already have a natural layer. Thanks to this <laughs> yeah. and the holidays. Yeah, I, and I, I feel like, you know, you say, oh, I've got to like Minnesotans layer up, like have a nice layer of 
chunkiness to survive the winter, but that's not really true. I feel like that material gets really cold really fast. <laughs> like that's not helpful. I think the coat is is a good way to go, Carol. Plus you can acclimate to being outside cold. I, I heard if you start taking like 10 seconds of a cold shower and increase every day, you can acclimate to the cold easier. Ooh, why would you want to do that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> go on the hike, of course. Oh, right? oh so then you can, yes. Like, then you can walk outside all on natural. Yes. Go get chased <laughs> by a fat bear. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Some of the other things we're going to talk about here, we've got our mystery sound coming up in just a few minutes. Um, but also we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, some of those uh, special amenities in our area in Minnesota Lake Country where you can get out and actually not only enjoy nature, but maybe burn a few calories so you can stuff more in <laughs> <laughs> for Christmas because that's just around the corner too. Yeah. Yeah, that's the... Yeah, between Thanksgiving and Christmas, this this time frame when it's like it is like this weird intermediate thing. I mean, the it's gloomy. November is like there's no tree leaves on the trees. There's not enough snow to play in quite yet. Maybe we're right. building some ice. It's this is <clears throat> yeah. So it's kind of odd that way. And it and I feel like you know we don't really feel like doing a lot of activity until after Christmas as well. <laughs> right. Yes. And it's too, you can't really trust the ice at this point as it's never a hundred percent safe, just a little PSA there. Um, but there, you know, get out and skate or whatever, but you know, the mountains will be opening up for skiing and cross-country skiing soon. And yeah, there's not enough snow really to snowshoe, but you can hike. So that's always, yeah. so when in doubt, just hike. <laughs> yeah. And it's too cold yes. to ride a bike really, but some people do. I think I did last week. Oh, <laughs> I layered up. <laughs> All right. It's a, yeah. Can you, can you still pedal with that many layers? I suppose. Yeah. yeah it depends. Yeah. Yeah. You're, 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 if you wear snow pants, it gets stuck. In Only in Minnesota. <laughs> your snow pants, pants get stuck right. in your <laughs> chain. Your yeah. chain. In your gears. Yeah. All right. <laughs> So Kelly, let's, uh, I think it's time to bring on our mystery sound. Okay. So, yeah. So again, this one is kind of a weird one, I think, and hopefully this will come off, but maybe you. Ooh, that sounds like, it sounds like somebody going over those rumble strips. <laughs> on a bike with snow pants. <laughs> Oh, it's like me falling off my bike. <laughs> <I still can't. laughs> so yeah, this is um, a sound. Oh, I hear maybe some birds or something. Oh, this is a sound that an animal makes. So, uh, and this is the sound that a bear would make. Uh, this was a re um, recording. So if a bear is threatened, maybe a female protecting their cubs once, you know, would, uh, or, uh, or a territory or something. Anyway, so if there's a um, conflict or some kind of threat, the bear will kind of shake its jaw and make that, you know, you think of bears as growling, mm -hmm. but we don't. The other one I like is this one. 
It's a knocking. So can you hear? They chomp. They chomp their teeth together, right? So oh. I um, unfortunately heard actually in real life. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing that you get to the point where <laughs> you're having an interaction with a bear where they start chomping. You know, but when they're when they're scared, you're shooing them out of your yard or whatever. <laughs> they they usually bolt into the woods and then they'll sit there. And if they still, you know, can sense your presence or you're still talking to them, whatever, um, yeah, they might sit there and chomp their teeth so they have that you can hear their chomping and breathing. Huh. They have wooden teeth. Their sounds breath is bad. <laughs> Bear breath. Yeah, I you know I've scent. said this before, but it, the weirdest thing about having bears in your yard, I think, is um, there a bit. There have been times I could smell the bear coming. Like it, they they have a smell about them that's quite peculiar. Mm -hmm. Oh, I remember <laughs> it. like a wet dog slash skunk smell see that's what bigfoot smells like too <laughs> dating myself i went to the movie when that came out uh, the legend of bigfoot or something and they said and now it's and you can tell he's it? nearby by his scent it smells like exactly what you described <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah it is yeah it is odd that you can <laughs> yeah you would i, mean, I can't smell their eyes like shine anyway like if you and do they have red eyes or any other descriptive things to know like when they are pre precursors to know that you're about to be visited by a bear well, other than the scent that precedes them precedes them yeah hopefully you can hear them nearby oh sure yeah you know because they uh, have it, i remember when i i was <laughs> spent a little time in the mountains and they said to bring because bears are typically scared of people yeah, um, but to bring like noisemakers to make lots of noise when you're coming, you know, when you're walking and stuff and not surprise a bear. Right. Okay. Yeah, or if you're walking with somebody having a conversation, <laughs> then, you know, they'll hear you and they probably won't, uh, won't even know they're there because they've already taken off. Right. <laughs> yes. Or talking, um, talk, you know, you can just even if I mean, and maybe that's weird by yourself talking in the woods, but <laughs> not really. <laughs> not for me. I don't know. Not, not I, really. I, especially these days, I yes. feel like I, yeah. <laughs> right. You can always talk to Pearl though, right? Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's, that's my excuse. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, well, we're, we're kind of coming to the end of our second episode here of Wild Times in Minnesota Lake Country. So uh, let's talk about what uh, some th things people can do, maybe give them a little challenge or just some ideas of how to get out and enjoy nature. Um, there's lots of opportunities to walk or hike. You know, it's a good time for that right now where there's not a lot of snow on the ground. Um, you know, not many, I don't think wood ticks are even out now, unless it gets up to like 60 again, <laughs> but you never know, you never know, um, <laughs> On a good sunny day, right. but you don't have to swap mosquitoes and stuff. So it's, it's actually kind of a nice time. Nice yeah, time. Beautiful. Like, this is one of my right favorites. Now you can, you can see through the woods. So when you're you can see things that, you know, if you were hiking there in June or July, it's so lush, you'd never see deep into the woods. So um, 
you might be able to, you know, so you can see a porcupine in a tree a lot easier or nests fisher run up into the tree or so. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. So yeah, definitely going for a walk and, um, and maybe, you know, better, but I think there was a study that if you go for a walk right after you eat, so you're, and even if it's just a short 15 minute walk, your digestive system works better. And even your blood sugar levels are, um, it's yeah, are more yeah, and uh, yes, and it kind of massages your organs, is what ah. I've read before too. Is that walking and hiking, and it's just better for your body all around. So it's a great thing to do, and we do have lots of trails uh, around the area. You know, I think of a few that I frequent often are Dutton Locks. They have a lot of opportunity. You know, they have a paved trail. You can go through the woods. Um, you know, Tamarack National Wildlife Refuge has some wonderful trails, uh, Sucker Creek uh, Preserve and Upper Supper, Sucker Creek. I was oh, yes. um, but that's our newest, one of our newer parks here in Detroit Lakes. Um, you know, they're all around. And then, you know, we had the state, you have Itasca, which is about 45 minutes north. And then you have Maple, uh, Maplewood State Park, which is to the west. And um, you know, Glendalow isn't too far. Glendalow in Battle Lake. Um, also the North Country Trail. Uh, We're so lucky the, to have that. I know, yes. That is very cool. Good hiking. And I have yet to go on that. I mean, I've, I was, what? In, well, I was up in Tamarack. I shouldn't say I haven't been on it. I was up in Tamarack, you know, when they were starting to build it, but I haven't gotten on a lot of the finished trails. Oh um, yeah. And there's so, so many places that you can access it and do a little out and back each time you can yeah. do a little part of it. Yeah. With, I have a friend actually who uh, during a summer, maybe into fall or maybe spring into summer to fall, but uh, took portions of the trail and hiked every portion in Becker County, I believe. So I think ah. like hundred is it like 140 miles of North Country Trail or it's in the hundred, oh, it's over a hundred miles here in Becker County alone. So, wow. That's yeah. Cool. I know they had like, I think 150 mile challenge. So you could oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. to do a hundred. 150 different miles <laughs> of the trail through the summer months. That's a good yeah. challenge. And now I, this is kind of breaking news, Kelly, but um, Becker County and the city of Frazee are uh, planning a new park, uh, kind of a regional park. Gonna, it's going to be called the Wanigan Park. Um, uh, and they have a master plan on Becker County's website. They want some input, but it kind of lays it all out. It's going to be 200 acres of park and they're going to have campsites and hiking trails and water trails um so that's kind of a new thing they just posted and i think they have public review and comment until december 6th so if you want to check that out very detailed information about a new regional park you know it'll be similar to like dunton locks as a county park um but uh so that's good we're getting more recreational opportunities and get out and hike and appreciate nature. Um, good way to preserve our natural world here in our growing area. <laughs> yes, that's great. You know, Mountain View is one that, um, that uh, lots of trails up there. In fact, I highly recommend you take a map with you when you go <laughs> on those trails because they are a little complex up there. And they, I know they have a new uh, new sign at the entrance and stuff, but yeah. 
Yeah. So. And yeah, then that's close to the mountain. I know the mountain actually has trails if you have a um, membership and it's just a nominal fee if you want to go hiking on those trails. Uh, they oh, use nice. biking and stuff too. So yes. And I know they're looking at expanding all those trails too. So that's trails, trails, trails. Good time to get out and experience, especially now. Uh, when we're kind of in between seasons and uh, perfect opportunity, you know, to kind of, like Kelly said, we need, there aren't any leaves on the trees. You can see a lot more through the forest. You can spot animals a lot quicker. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, so yeah, it's a great opportunity. I know many of the trails, you can bring your little pets as long as you keep them on a leash or in control, but they don't chase animals. So yeah. Fun times. Fun times. Yeah. <laughs> Biking. I'm kind of looking. I, oh, do I say this out loud? Kind of looking forward to skiing and snowshoeing this winter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, and there will be, yeah. When, the, when the ski trails, I know the mountain has been making snow, so they're going to open up some runs and yeah, we have like great cross country ski trails and opportunities for snowshoeing. So yeah, I'm kind of excited about this winter actually, if it ever comes. <laughs> Knock on wood. <laughs> well, I know uh, some uh, physicians have recommended, or maybe it was a psychiatrist that recommended leaving your house twice a day. And maybe I said yeah, you, you know, just getting out, whether you're walking your neighborhood, um, nature is so nearby uh, to, you know, so even in your neighborhood, the, the fact that you're seeing trees and natural areas is just so important right now that we keep ourselves healthy um, inside and out. Well, we'll have to have an episode where we talk about forest bathing. Yeah. <laughs> so we won't go any farther. We'll have, we'll put it out there and maybe next time we'll talk a little bit about forest bathing. And it's a thing and I do it all the time. <laughs> yep. Okay. So we'll, we'll tell you the best spots. <laughs> uh, so, well, Kelly, as usual, wild time with Kelly Blackledge, Carol Fisher here, and you're listening to Wild Times in Minnesota Lake Country. And before we go, we should just tell you uh, where you can listen to our podcast. It's on Spotify. You know, you can Google us, Wild Times in Minnesota. Minnesota is abbreviated, the MN, Lake Country. Uh, so we're available out there. Share with all your friends. Click the little share button button and uh, share us on Facebook. We're on YouTube and probably some more platforms we don't know about. (laughs) 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 Um, So tune in and we'll do this periodically, hopefully every week. uh, And we'll be out there (laughs) pretty soon. We'll maybe be out in the wild uh, when this whole pandemic thing blows over. So that's what wild times is all about. That's right. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And the wild times to you. (laughs) All right. Well, and don't forget about the uh, word of the day. Hyperphasia. All right. And uh, use it. Get out there. Have fun and stay safe.